there, everybody. Welcome to the Bulletproof Marketer. No BS marketing advice for marketers by marketers. Tis me, your fearless host, Christopher Tompkins, here to lead the charge against terrible marketing advice. Great show today, folks. We have some really interesting uh, topics to, to kind of go through. In our Trendspotter section, we have some Instagram, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram ads content that I wanted to share with you. We, we basically took some of the best stories from the Bulletproof Marketer newsletter uh, and uh, got those ready for you. So we'll cover those in just a minute. And then our big topic today is going to be competitive, competitive benchmarking and why it's important for you. Then we'll go through to BPM versus Stockholm Syndrome, which talks about social media traction and why the hell you're not getting it. And then the silver bullet, which is my one tip, very, very simple tip that if you do it, marketing will become much better for you and everyone around you. So folks, if this is your first time listening to the show, I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we come live every single week and sometimes I'll do shorter shows in between little quickies, so to speak. <clears throat> I want to share all the digital marketing news that I know and tips and tricks and conversations and things that I find useful so that you can utilize it and employ it. So please check out our archive of shows. We have tons of shows in the past, lots of good tips that have really haven't changed over time. Um, some have, obviously, uh, if you're looking for some of the Vine tutorials that we have, <laughs> those aren't good anymore. Uh, but let's kind of move right over uh, quickly over to the BPM trend spotter. So in this segment, um, we want to cover the most interesting news and trends that have developed over the past week. And of course, I'm going to give you my spin on them. I've been watching our newsletter for the last week and flagged some stories that I wanted to highlight here on the show for you. And the first one being um, for... Um, it was actually from Social Media Today, which is a great source, resource for everyone out there that wants to kind of get a little bit more well-versed into what social media truly is. It was five tips for maximizing your Instagram broadcast channel. So um, there is a feature on Instagram, which is Instagram's channels broadcast chat feature. Um, it was launched just a few months ago, um, but it's essentially a one-to-many messaging option. That's designed to help uh, creators and, and celebrities stay in touch with their most dedicated supporters through a more enclosed chat experience. So this could be valuable um, in terms of keeping your top fans updated as to what you're doing if you are really interested in engaging those individuals. Um, but it's a, it's a really great way of getting in front of them. So some of the tips that they've, they've, uh, they've supplied here, I'll go through a few of them and kind of just give you my thoughts on them is to go deeper on specific topics. Now, what they're saying about this, and I, I love this idea too, because you know how deep can you truly go when you're creating an Instagram post? You know, you can't go too deep. But on these broadcast channels, you can give more details. So, uh, you know, maybe give them some sneak peeks, some exclusive content, some behind the scenes, something or other. These are all types of things that will give you more, give you more depth on the topics that you're trying to engage them with. Another one is customize the name and the look. So make it branded to you. Make the space branded to you, your company, your message, your product, whatever your, whatever your purpose is for being on Instagram. Three, make your first message count. So basically answer the question, why the hell are my, friend, my, my fans here, my dedicated fans here, and what are they looking for? And give them that. 
tell them what they're what they're going to expect. Tell them what you're going to give them that's going to wow them. Another one is pr promote your channel. So you can pin your channel to your profile so people can find it really easily. And then it, you can encourage people to join it via stories and posts, whatever you want, ads. Uh, so definitely promote it. And then there are lots of different formats that you can explore. So explore your different formats. So there's polls, photos, videos, and voice notes. Um, and these can just get sometimes up to six times more engagement from fans alongside longer form text. So something that if you have not looked into, I would definitely suggest that you looked into your Instagram broadcast channel to see what it's like and to see how you can utilize it because I'm not giving you a tutorial on how to set it up. I'm just telling some of the things that you should think about when, once you have yours going, how you can really engage your, engage your fans. So this is courtesy of Social Media Today, and I think this is a really terrific article. Uh, another one that um, I thought was very interesting I wanted to pull out was LinkedIn launching live test of generative, generative AI posts. So among many of these types of experiences, um, experiments rather that are going on right now, LinkedIn has been developing a new option that would enable you to generate AI posts. So you're able to like draft a post using AI. So what the, what does this mean? This means that LinkedIn's trying something out, something new to try to make the um, publishing on its platform easier, or is it trying to get a lot of attention to a very hot topic and, and showing that they can do it? I don't know, 50-50 on that one. Um, one of the things that I love about LinkedIn is that it comes off as very authentic and the people that aren't look inauthentic. So I'm not really super excited about AI because I don't feel like AI currently is at that point where everyone knows how to use it to the point where they can be successful for it with it. So here's what I say, be aware that this is something that they're cooking up and just kind of bide your time to use it because what's going to happen is, and this is something that I've seen across the board is I've seen a lot of companies that get really excited about AI and they're like, Oh, well, what the hell do I need these content writers for? I'm just going to use AI. No, you're not going to use AI and replace content writers. You need content writers to almost shape the AI storyline so you can get things working. And when you use it, it's going to come out with the right message. So, you know, AI, I think, is a little bit cannibalistic right now um, in the marketing world. I do not feel like it's ready, but still... LinkedIn's giving you an option, which means that it's going to be probably happening on multiple platforms, which is, I mean, I guess you can say like, it's just like if you're on a Google doc or a text and it's predicting what the, less, the rest of the sentence would be, you know, it's kind of like that on steroids, but it's not there yet. And it's not perfect. And it doesn't have your voice, your tone, or your emotion. So make sure to be very careful. If you're trying to do this, if you were doing a thought leader campaign, freaking don't use this. <laughs> Don't use this. You want people that are going to be engaged in following your thoughts and look to you as an expert, not to sentences that sound like they were written by a computer, quite frankly. So good old LinkedIn always has something up their sleeve. Then the last one we have is a story from search engine land that I thought was pretty cool. Um, it's Instagram, ad Instagram ads on reels are now available to more marketers. Okay, so Instagram ads are kind of a funny business because there's many different ways that you can set them up. And one of the, one of the places on Instagram that does get a lot of engagement is the real section, but 
there was really no reels ads uh-huh. uh that were available and most of it was done through stories or through the main grid traditionally speaking or, or display ads on the feed or that kind of thing but uh now instagram ads on reels is going to be rolled out what do you need to know as a marketer? You need to understand that your options on Instagram are broadening and that this is definitely something that you would want to test. So whenever there's a new advertising feature that's rolled out that you have available to you, you definitely want to have a test situation or scenario ready to go. What does that mean? That means that you should have a little bit of money that you can run a test on when new features are released. Then you can see how that how your ad and your content and your message and your audience and everything reacts to that test and see if it's more effective. Here's why. If you test it early enough, earlier adopters are usually rewarded with lower ad costs. So you get more bang for your buck. So if it works for you, you can gas that tank up for a little while until they roll it out widely and then it all goes to shit. But this is a good way of seeing if it works for you. But also, maybe this is the cornerstone of your new um, your new short or UGC video campaign that you've just rolled out. So any, no matter how you slice it, Instagram ads on Reels that are growing to the, there more people are getting, obviously, um, access to them is definitely something you should pay attention to uh, because it could definitely help out your marketing. So folks, that is everything for the trend spotter this week after the break we are going to be talking about another topic that is dear to my heart benchmarking after the break on the bulletproof marketer get creative and get healthy avoid sugar and add tasty fizz to anything hey folks if you know me i am always uh don't go anywhere without uh, a little tumbler full of carbonated water i love my sparkling water and I've been using the soda maker brands for a while and, uh, you know, very happily. But then I found a game changer and that game changer is Drinkmate. Drinkmate can directly sparkle any cold drink. Their specially engineered system lets you carbonate almost anything. Now you could easily add tasty sparkle to water, to juice, to iced tea, cocktails, wine, and more. Honest to gosh, I had a gathering at my house. We ran out of champagne. I had some Chardonnay, got some Chardonnay, put it in the drink mate and made it into a sparkly Prosecco. There's fantastic ways. And really there isn't any limit to the combinations that you can try. With drink mate, you could be creative and explore new sparkling drinks that weren't even possible to make before. And guess what? You control what goes in them. So avoid that excessive sugar and harmful chemicals and make it healthy for you, your family and your loved ones. Get started today by visiting www.idrinkproducts.com. Again, that's www.i, the letter I, drinkproducts.com and learn more about how you can change your life with Drinkmate. All right, we are back. Thanks for hanging out, folks. Uh, we're going to be talking about benchmarking. Okay, so how can I make this topic more exciting? Because it does sound pretty boring. Oh, benchmarking, bunch of stats and seeing what goes where. And, oh, how's everyone performing? How dull? Well, if you're a marketer, this is more exciting, I would say, because um, competitive benchmarking, especially let's let's kind of do this, maybe think about this under the guise of social media benchmarking. 
just because you can do benchmarking, obviously, for any different platform that you're using or any different tool or marketing channel. But let's talk about it in terms of the world of of social media. If we're doing benchmarking, what we're able to do, competitive benchmarking, especially, or industry benchmarking, you're able to find the baseline of numbers that you should at least be meeting on the different social platforms. Okay. So why the hell do you care about that? Because if you do not know how to measure or communicate success on social media or set goals on social media, you need benchmarking because benchmarking is a really great first step. So any campaign that we get social media um, campaign at the Go Agency, the first thing that we do is we do an intense competitive, direct competitor benchmarking um, for each one of our clients. And we also do industry, but I find that industry can be kind of skewed in terms of the numbers. I like to focus on who the client names as their direct competitors. Start worrying if they say, oh, we don't have any competitors. It's like, oh shit, this is going to be a big one. It's going to be a pain in the ass. But if they give you some competitors, take a look at them. See if they are comparable. Or if there's like, an aspirational one, if there's one that's more indirect, if there's one that is kind of like apples to apples and the perfect one to use, you want to use kind of all of these at the same time, because that will give you like a full idea of, you know, where the current state of affairs are and where you can go. So if your goal is engagement, if your goal is audience growth, your goal is how many posts per week, I don't know. You can find all of that through benchmarking. Now, Once you find that data, what do you do with it? Well, if you're finding that um, the average engagement rate is 4% on Facebook for the other Facebook pages, including yours and your competitors, then you want to make sure that you're doing beyond 4% because that means that you're doing more. You could also look at if you're doing an average of all of the, um, all of the engagement, what you could do is look at the top, look at the high end not the median. Look at the high end and see if that's your goal. I want to get to that from the median. So right there, you ran some numbers, you came up with uh, some, some, you know, averages. And this is like immediately you can start finding your foothold. So you can start climbing the social media ladder. So a lot of people think that benchmarking can be a little bit inconsistent because of that disparity. I don't feel like that. I feel that you can always find people that are uh, companies or brands that are pretty similar that you can then really dive into and, you know, really learn a lot about yourself in the process. So it's like a self-discovery, a social media self-discovery process through metrics. There's lots of tools out there that you can use that will do this for you. So it's not a pain in the butt, right? You can just put in the different websites for the different competitors and then you know add their social profiles and then it, they will run things like that. Like we do that all day long. And what's really great about that is that you just get this report and you can start looking at the data and making sense of it. So what does benchmarking, what is the benefit? So benefits of benchmarking. The first is that you understand what is normal in your industry. Now I'm saying, does that excite a client? No. They don't give two shits about that. It makes me as a marketer feel more secure because I understand what everybody else is doing in the same industry. So 
if everybody, if we're saying everything is equal and we're all direct competitors going after the same business, you know, obviously they're going after um, a very similar audience, maybe the same geographic region, the same sort of household income, the same avatar, pretty much the target audience. So those benchmarks help you really understand how your competitors are reaching them. Also, you can look at the best performing content that will help you understand maybe how you can adjust your editorial calendar. You can see when they're posting and when they're getting the most success. So maybe that's something you want to think about. I want to get in there or run a big ad that takes all the steam out of their tank. Or there's lots of different ways of looking at that. Also, it helps you understand what goals are truly meaningful and realistic. So you can see over time that X company did this and Y company did this. So that, okay, based off of that, we can expect maybe this much growth. So maybe I'll put it a couple percentage points higher to make it more aspirational. So I have something to play with and again, and gamify it. But that's how you will come up with those. You don't just go like, oh, you know what? Everyone's shit at social media and I'm the best. So <laughs> then, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, these guys, uh... no, look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. The numbers are going to tell you the truth. Just because you're scrolling through a feed doesn't mean that you're seeing everything. It means it's showing you what it wants to show you, but you need to know the truth and the truth will happen when you do some benchmarking. It's also a great way for you to get everybody on board with your goals and how your campaign should be structured. Now, the one thing is that one pitfall is that, well, I don't want to do what they're doing. We're our own company. We're our own. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Everyone's a snowflake. You know what I mean? It's beautiful. Here's the deal. If you're finding that your target audience responds to tips versus quotations, then I would add more tips. Am I going to get the same tips, the same voice, the same angle, the same whatever as your competitor? No, I'm going to recognize that anytime they post a tip, their engagement spikes by 30%. These are things that come out during the shakedown on benchmarking. So it's almost like a social media competitive analysis in a way, right? Because you want to see where you land. So benchmarking, while it's, a, it's, it's kind of like a dirty word, I do feel that it is a necessary exercise for every industry to employ so that they're able to truly understand what they should be expecting. So if you have, for example, if I have a client that says to me, a prospective client that says, well, I want to have uh, an engagement rate of 60% um, in month three, and you're seeing that the, uh, the benchmarking percent of engagement is 15%, his, their number's way out, right? So there's one way of getting that, and that would be advertising dollars. So then you can say, oh, okay, so if we did something organic, we'd have to do a little bit of advertising in order to boost it so that we get that amount, blah, blah, blah. And that's how you can start strategizing it backwards. Or you can just say, dude, it's 15% everywhere else, and you're thinking you're getting 60. I, I think that's great to have big goals, but that's completely unattainable. We need to go take steps towards that and then see how we can get there faster. So that's a strategic specialist that's looked at as an advisor. But uh, if you're a doer, sometimes that kind of falls on deaf ears. But again, like I said before, in another one, I think one of our quickies, metrics are important. So definitely something that you want to pay attention to. All right, folks, I don't want to beat this benchmarking uh, <laughs> horse much more, but there is an inherent value in, in, in creating these and doing that analysis at any point. If you haven't done it yet, just do it. 
you you know what I mean? Find a find a slow time, um, because everyone does have them. Yes, every day is not a, a freaking cyclone. Find those moments and do it, or get someone to help you. Interns are great at pulling numbers like that into spreadsheets if you want to do that kind of route. But um, I personally think putting your hands in the soil as a marketer is the way to go, or finding a tool that will help you do it faster. No matter what way you slice it, benchmarking is important and something that you should be using digitally to not only identify your campaign goals, but also to track them and communicate them. All right, folks, after the break, we have BPM versus Stockholm Syndrome. Who will win? I don't know. We'll find out after the break. Bulletproof Marketer, talk to you in a minute. Hey, friends. At the Go Agency, my creative team is always on the lookout for the latest trends and best practices when it comes to marketing. Of course, as a total marketing nerd, I love this and can't wait to see what they find and share every day. It's something we do every morning. It's 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 just like such a team bonding thing, and we we absolutely love diving into it. And every day, our team combs through the latest digital marketing news and newsletters and blogs and everything that's available to us to find the best stories to share internally with our team. Every topic from chat GPT to social media to email marketing and SEO, we cover it all. But I don't believe in keeping good information all to myself. So we share this daily process with all of you via our Bulletproof Marketer newsletter. Our daily newsletter is packed with tips, trends, and best practices that will help you stay in the loop without having to read through tons of newsletters, blogs, and websites. You're busy. Give me a break. You don't want to do this. This is like the silver bullet. One-stop shop. Got everything you need. So totally free. No obligations, people. I'm not going to try to sell you everything constantly. This is just really great digital marketing tips that will help you level up your business. So sign up today for our daily email at gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer. Again, that's gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer. And if you like it, share the wealth with your peers, colleagues, and friends. Again, if you can't get there, go to gosalesandmarketing.com and a pop-up will take you where you need to go. Appreciate your support as always, friends. Enjoy. All righty, righty, folks. So we're back. Okay, marketers, you know something. You aren't crazy. You just think you are. What I'm talking about is marketer Stockholm syndrome, where we get so far into our heads that we can't see reality, much less what's about five feet in front of us. So this is where if I can help just one marketer from not going, what am I doing wrong and feel empowered? I am here for you all. So this is the question that I feel everybody that's dealing with social media marketing will say at one point or another, I can't get any traction on my social posts. It has to be my content and my approach. So you can't get any traction on your post. Does that mean that you're a terrible writer? Does that mean that you're a ter you don't know how to use hashtags? Does that mean that your links suck? No one wants to click on them. Does that mean that your visuals are unappealing and gross? Perhaps, but there's many other factors at play that will inform your decision as to how you move your content around. So we just got off of a really hot segment about benchmarking. That would be a place where I would look immediately. What is the performance on, let's, let's do triage, Facebook. If you have a Facebook page and you're posting content there, 
Oh God, I'm getting like two likes a post. Ooh. And it's like, it's my content. And then you have someone else and you're like, oh, we're not getting any engagement. We need a new content strategy. We need to freshen things up. This is not fresh enough. This is not fresh enough. Okay. You need to look at your benchmarks first. Say for example, you are, uh, you're, you're, you're marketing an extremely specific uh, tool or service or whatever. Your engagement's not going to be fantastic through the roof because it's so niche and the audience is smaller than if you were selling a soda or a candy bar or a pet product or fashion, beauty. So that's one thing to consider. So what do I, but that's, I can say that, but then my boss doesn't believe me and my team think I'm nuts. Then you do benchmarking and you see what everybody else is doing. It could be that you're posting too often. It could be that you're posting too little. It could be that you're you're maybe um, uh, you're not uh, you're not showing up in the algorithm because you've never boosted a post or you don't do any advertising. These are things that matter. You have no comments ever or shares ever on your page that kills you algorithmically speaking. So I would start trying to do posts that encourage sharing, encourage content. Is your content um, trying to be engaging and is geared to your target audience? Or is it what the salespeople say on every sales call? Is it very salesy? Is it pushy? See, these are all things that play a role. Now, the last one's more dealing with tone and the writing and the design of the posts. But there's lots of factors at play. And algorithms are funny because they change every single minute. Whereas like if I put a Facebook post on our Go Agency page 10 years ago, it would get, it would go, it'd be gangbusters. I would get so much engagement. And then that changed over the years to a point where it's, I'll post something and I'll say, I'm showing this to four people or something pathetic like that. So how do you get around that? Sometimes organic involves a little bit of a money spend. Now that sounds funny, right? I'm saying organic plus spend money, but we, we execute something I've coined as organic plus campaigns, which involve, uh, you know, organic copy plus a little bit of boosting through advertising to a new target audience that is not members of the current page. That's where you can start making some differences. So you can put, you can spend all the time in the world to come up with the most beautiful copy. And you know, everybody listening to this knows how much time is spent on that freaking copy. So you spend all this time and you and your boss are on a Google Doc and going back and forth over this. Oh, should we use with or and or 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 thou or this word doesn't sound good enough. I would suggest a better word. And you're spending all of your time toiling on this. And then you just throw it in the garbage by posting it on your Facebook page with nothing behind it. You need to reinvest in your content. And that's one of the things I will say as a way to get around this. Don't just think that your messaging is terrible. The algorithm is working against you. Also, things I've found over my many years of doing client campaigns, we had a client that couldn't get any traction on TikTok. Why? They were shadow banned before we took on the campaign and we inherited that when we started ours. An Instagram page, God, why can't we get anybody to join or follow this account? Also, a shadow ban on that page. Then we had a Facebook page that had like 16,000 followers and no engagements. Why? Those were purchased followers. All of these things are part of the environment that you don't maybe know. But if you did know, 
these are why your content's falling on its face. So don't go back to rewrite and re-ideate. You need to look at the metrics, look at the benchmarking and see what the real problem truly is before you start proceeding. But don't worry, it's not always about the content. There's many other factors at play in the wonderful world of social media. So you've been warned. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I have on that soapbox. I'm going to step down, grab a coffee, and come back after the break with a silver bullet. See you in a minute. Hey, we're back. Okay, folks. So today's silver bullet. I love silver bullets because they allow me to each week dive into a topic that is a silver bullet or a proven secret technique to reach and attain your marketing goals. So this week's silver bullet is landing pages. Wow, landing pages, not a new concept at all. Let me give you the secret way of using landing pages that will save you a ton of money. If you ever hear someone at your agency or company or, or, or whatever organization say the following words, oh, or we need a complete website redesign. This is when you can employ this tactic. Okay, so a complete website redesign for a marketer will completely clog up your gears so you are until <laughs> you're rendered absolutely useless by waiting and going back and forth and line edits and, and red tape and et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes that isn't necessary if the website has a little bit of power behind it. What you're able to do is do a landing page that you associate with your social media or your email marketing or your ads, whatever you want. So when people go directly into your website, they go into that new page. That is a complete user experience that you can um, choose to create however you want to. Now, this is a really great way of, of testing design. And it's also a great way for you to start gaining leads that will pay for that website redesign. Now, this is a really good way of doing this because a lot of companies will go in and say, I just want the whole thing. I right, get the hell out of here. I want something fresh. I want new. I want great. You got to look at that website and see how many people are purchasing off of it. You got to see what your traffic is. You got to see if it makes sense. I would say nine times out of 10, it doesn't make immediate sense and it's rushed. So it's fraught with errors and lots of other problems. What I say is slow the process down and begin to create some landing pages that are specifically designed to a new aesthetic that are focusing on conversion-ready items that you can supply, whether it be a demo, a meeting, a report, whatever, something that you can actually show conversions on. And those conversions would be great if they could turn into some sort of money, because then that would be justified for additional ad spend, and also that could be reinvested into the website. So a landing page is a really great place to start if you're on your journey of redesign, because it's very cost-effective, it's extremely fast, and you can actually build some conversions that will help you invest in your future. So that's the silver bullet. After the break, we'll do a little roundup of today's show. Here's the thing. And if you're a savvy enough marketer to be listening to the show, you know it. Today's customers know BS when they hear it. It's more important now than ever that your brand is ready to stand up to public scrutiny. Trust Relations, the first fully virtual integrated PR and marketing agency, can help you do just that. Their proprietary trust analysis is a unique brand assessment tool designed to safeguard your business 
against claims of inauthenticity. They're absolute experts in understanding every brand's unique story and then amplifying it with the full suite of PR, media relations, and integrated marketing services. So if you're ready to rethink PR as you know it, leave the quote unquote spin behind and share your brand's authentic story with the audiences that matter to your bottom line, you absolutely have to work with Trust Relations. Retainers start at a limited time monthly rate of 5K for a minimum five month contract, which is absolutely a great way for you just to get super engaged with their process. Listeners of this show can redeem an, also an exclusive offer today. Use code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Just email businessdevelopment at trustrelations.agency and mention code TRBPM for a free trust analysis consultation. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, folks, really fantastic talking to you today. We went through a lot of really great stuff. Went through some Instagram and LinkedIn features that are, you know, maybe not the, all the most usable, but really good ones for you to have on in your sites. So when you're creating video or you're, you're trying to dip your toe into AI, uh, it's, you know, you're ready to go. We also went through benchmarking, which is uh, a really, really hot topic that I'm glad that we were able to um, really just scratch the surface on because it is a big topic, but I really do want you to start thinking about how to use metrics in your day-to-day -day conversations with your, um, with your boss, your peers, your team, and your clients. And then um, we went through uh, the Stockholm Syndrome, which is engagement doesn't always come down to your content on social media, so don't feel like it has to. It could, but there's ways for you to figure it out, all of which I detailed in that segment. Then we went through the silver bullet, which is landing page can actually save you from going through a very painful full redesign that isn't 100% necessary, to be honest. <laughs> so we have that going on too. But you know, overall, folks, it was a really great show. We covered some fantastic topics. Um, what, what, did, what was your favorite part? Let me know. You can tweet me at BP Marketer and let me know what what you've tried. Maybe you've tried some of this stuff or if you have any other questions. And make sure to sign up for our companion newsletter. This is like the inner circle, right? So go to gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer. Again, gosalesandmarketing.com forward slash bulletproof dash marketer or use the pop-up to gain access to the inner circle and get daily tips just like the ones that we share on the show right into your inbox. All righty, folks. I got to run. Be kind, be authentic, and be bulletproof. Until next time, folks, Christopher Tompkins, Bulletproof Marketer. Bye.